Hey, what's up? It's Avery here. Well, I guess who else would it be? It is my own show. <laughs> you see, my show is on platforms like iTunes and Spotify, and you may wonder, how do I get my show on these platforms? Well, I do it through an app called Anchor. It's free to download, and you can use it on your phone or on your laptop. And it also comes with creation tools that let you edit your show. You can also make that sweet moolah with your podcast with no minimum listenership. So, want to get started? Download the Anchor app on the Google Play Store or Apple's App Store. Or go to anchor.fm. It's that easy. Yo, 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 what's up, gang? Avery here. Hope you're staying safe, staying healthy. A while ago, and welcome back into the podcast, Justina Shaw from College Hockey News, and... We did what we do best. We got into talking about changing hockey culture, smashing the patriarchy. We taped this interview after the Keandre Miller Zoom call in which races overtook it. Most of our interview was unfortunately lost due to a computer error, but a good chunk of our conversation still remains here for you to consume. So, without further ado, here is Jasvina and myself. We commonly in the hockey world, we don't really think people use the racism word. And I mean, it was it was nice to see you know the you know tweeting and, and support because you do need public support. But um, for me, a lot of and I'm not saying this from the perspective of the coaches and everything because I do think they were genuine and I do think they actually care. But for people who are like fans and you know like whatever peripheral to this, I think that a lot of people their words kind of end up sounding really hollow to me. I don't know if you feel the same way or not, but maybe I'm just cynical because I've seen and you know from my personal experience with some observations that like a lot of people who tweeted in support of Chandler Miller are the same people who like don't ever bother to like actually be there for you in person when you're dealing with racism or who actually like fight the system or whatever. Um, so I don't know, like, that's kind of how I feel. I agree with that. There's people who, I guess, in a way, they came on because it was, I want to put it, trendy to be on the, poor, on the side of um, sporting calendar. But you don't see them, you don't see them sharing articles that say, um, Abdel Douglas would share for club hockey. You don't see them saying anything about how we can improve the game. And they're the same ones you know, I feel who go out there and say, oh, how classy it was Keandre to keep his composure. Why is that? Why is it really, really, really classy? Why can't we not show anger? It's all really classy when facing racism. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I know, and then people don't realize that it's really like a, just a, you're frozen when it happens, so it's not like, I, I saw yeah. really don't know what to say, and then like a lot of people brought up because like, I mean, people do handle it differently, uh-huh. I think that it's, Very racist comments. And just look at your likes. Look at your very white, many likes. 
You don't have no place to try and jump on here and say, yeah, Kyandra, we're behind you. We're going have no place in hockey. Sit down. <laughs> You didn't even say that. That was the funny thing. You literally just said, we support you, Chandler Miller, and it's like, you coward to even use our racism. <laughs> <laughs> it is just so... I, I go, know you know how those are Ranger fans who, yes, are behind Chandler, but who ignore Tony Angelo, who out in the open is a very ugly Trump supporter and has said some very deplorable things in social media. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I'm glad that a lot of people did call him out, which is kind of nice to see, but... At the same time, it's like the Rangers clearly don't. Do they clearly not see the problem we have in their organization, or do they just not care? I mean. It must be that they, they really do not care. And what just irks me is that the fact that a team like the New York Rangers has black alumni who don't work for their ambassadors before. You know, I think people just, and this is part of the reason why I don't like the term hockey is for everyone, I think people use certain things like that as like an excuse to not take actionable steps and actually do the work required to be better and to be more inclusive and to, you know, stop things like this from happening, or even if you can't stop it, because, you know, you can't really screen every fan that comes into the ring and, like, figure out if they're racist or not. I don't know that that's possible. No. You know, beforehand. But, like, how you respond to it, that you can control. And I think people are just like, well, I, I honestly really, I just, I truly don't know. <laughs> I personally, in my mind, we need to do the ask for the with people who want to be allies or people who don't know what to do, I think the big thing you have to try and get these people to do is, is look at the fact that, listen, you cannot, with your language online, you cannot tell black players or black writers or black personalities that just to ignore it. You have to call it out. You have to call it out when you see it. You cannot ignore it or say, oh, just, just delete, just block the person because there's always a way that person can come back, be it a second Twitter account, be it somebody else. You can't just ignore those kind of comments, it, or else things will never change. Yeah, and just like as a general rule of thumb, if you're not the group that's currently being targeted, like, you don't get to tell anyone how they should or shouldn't respond. <laughs> right? Like, it's really horribly condescending and annoying, and like, you don't, especially, like, you don't know. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm very vocal. I really hate it when people tell me to ignore things. I want to, like, smack them. It's like, really? <laughs> you don't know what it's doing. But even in this instance, I wouldn't ever tell someone who's experiencing a different form of racism to be like, hey, you should just let it go, or you should... I won't even tell them to fight it. But like, whatever you want to do, you want to do. Like, that's your thing, however you want to handle it, because everyone handles it differently. Like, it's not your place to say that. And a lot of people are just like, oh, it's... And this is the thing that really gets me. A lot of people are like, oh, it's the lone wolf thing. But NHL fans aren't like this. How many freaking lone wolves do you think you have? Like, do you think the same person should be cloned over and over again in all these different places? Right? Like, and the lone wolf thing is just so ridiculous because I look back at hockey. You can look at this game over, I would say, the past... 10 to 15 years, and we have had, oh, well, oh, was the lone wolf who just threw a banana at Wayne Simmons? Was the lone wolf with a whole arena did the tomahawk chop chant towards Ted Nolan? Like, come on now. <laughs> yeah, or, like, is the lone wolf just Dante and for a clone? Like, what do you think this is? So, you know, like, I was just going to say, like, if anyone who's, like, a person of color in hockey understands that it's very much the culture, 
And the people who just go out there and say, oh, I guess the lone wolf, they just undo the hard work that so many people, like Renee from the Moscow Hockey Club, like you, like Evan, like um, Lori, like they just undo all that work these people are trying to do, and it's really infuriating. It really, it really truly is. And I see in the Boston Hockey Club, what they had last night, they brought in so many black influencers, so many people of color, so many people who are trying to change the game on Zoom. And this is the kind of stuff that, I'm going to say, the Pittsburgh Penguins, they are a team that's leading the way. And we need more teams like the Penguins to take a step up and say, listen, what Renee's doing, we'll change the game. Yeah, and it's not a coincidence that they have two really wonderful black women who are working there and who are really, you know, pushing for this. It's not a coincidence. Like, you need to hire those people if you want to make a difference and if you actually are committed to being inclusive and diverse. And if you want to be, pro- and you can't just be reactive. Like, if you want to be proactive about fighting this, you need to hire those people who know what they're doing, who know what they're talking about, who can understand, you know, what what happens when or what's going through the sounded Miller's mind. I don't really want to say, like, understand, because, like, everyone deals with it differently, but who has a better grasp of what, like, to face with that kind of racism. Like, you know, because those are the only people who can really actively fight against it, and those are the people whose voices you need to amplify, you need to hire, and, like, that's why I think the Penguins are doing such a good job. Ugly global. We have some of you, Kim Davis, who has been hired there for quite a few times now. And it's refreshing to see a black woman working for the NHL when this is a league, and this was a years ago, wouldn't even say Black History Month. It was as if they were trying to ignore the fact that, yeah, you are putting Black History in your league. <laughs> what I'm really curious to see, though, is, like, how much empowerment these people are getting, like, how much empowerment is Kim Davis getting, like, how much support is she getting from the league? Mm-hmm. Because I know it's one thing to just, like, like, with the example of Tanzanoan, it's one thing to get, like, a player of color or to hire someone black and be like, hey, we're, like, doing diverse and inclusion, but you're not being diverse and inclusive until you go the extra level of making sure they have that support and the resources from you, which the Rangers clearly are not giving to Tanzanoan. So that's, like, the thing that's always kind of in my back, the back of my mind, possibly because I'm just incredibly cynical, but I'm always, like, I really hope that, you know, the NHL is giving her the resources and they're giving her the support that she needs to fully do what she wants to do. No, of course, I definitely hope so, too, because they, they need that to put in a place in which we can eliminate this garbage that we, come, that we see throughout the week because I see how the leagues empower their, their staff who are of color. I see the NBA does. And see what the NBA does is great. The NHL already gets to that point somehow, some way. I know that's a long ways away. Then we'll see real change happen in this game of hockey. Yeah, for sure. And the NBA is like a very great example of that. I mean, I think the NBA has always been like one of the most, well, I don't want to say the word progressive, it's because it's like everyone should have like civil rights. We shouldn't be calling that progressive. But um, I guess for lack of a better term, they have always been like one of the more progressive leagues, and it really is something that the NHL needs to work for, but it, they have to be committed to it. That's the thing, like, it, they have to, like, want to do it, and I don't know that the NHL or the teams, or a lot of the teams, maybe not all of them, because there are some things to do with the job with it, like, Penguins and things the Devils, like, the Sharks are pretty good, um... But for those other teams, like, they have to really want to do it. They have to be committed to doing it. Otherwise, nothing's going to happen. No, of course. Like, it cannot be just, yeah, it, it can't just be four, it can't be four or five teams. And what we have to do is, I've yet to really see any team appear in Canada 
takeaway for his approach about that. It can't just be the American team. We have, we need TNT. We need to see Calgary involved, Edmonton, Toronto, Vancouver. It can't just be one part of this league doing it. It's gonna be the whole 31, well, 32 team thing, thing part of this. Yeah. And I think they don't realize that, and I think the people in sometime always a blast talking to you about hockey the culture probably making some people mad <laughs> hopefully we can do it again but with me down in new york with yourself in person i, I always laugh how it's like something crazy happens you know like people of color and podcasting and hockey get together and they're like do we need to do another just podcast episode <laughs> and it's like it keeps happening <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 